Hello, this is Lindsay. And this is Candace. Welcome to Our Lady Parks. And today we are kind of talking about vaginas. Well, just a little just bit. Just a little bit. Not actual vaginas, but... Women things. Sex and babies and stuff. And not sex. No. <laughs> I mean, it's implied. We, we should have... We should do a... How steamy. Would you... Would, Lindsay would be so embarrassed. Yeah, I'm already if, embarrassed. I don't even know what you're about to say. <laughs> we talked like a sex coach or... A oh, sex yeah. therapist. We could do it. I would be very uncomfortable, but <laughs> we could do it. <laughs> oh, I have to. Are you kidding me? How is my phone on this? I don't know. No. That was so. <sighs> okay. Okay, guys, before we do anything, I need you to hear this because this is so cool. What's Lindsay's snack? <laughs> I know. I just had a snack and it was, I just was making that noise. Candace walked away and I kept doing it. And I was like, I just need to. Okay. And she goes, come here, listen to this. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. Okay. Anyway, so today we're talking about the qualms we have with um, the healthcare. healthcare. But first, before we get into that, I want to dig deep into Lindsay's pregnancy journey and how she got here. You have to go first. I want to hear about what month you started. Okay. We told the podcast that you were trying to conceive. Um, As you guys know, Lindsay has an ostomy bag. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know I I literally do this every single time. How would you explain people? Like, what is a word that you would explain to somebody like your condition that you have? Now with yeah. my ostomy, um, I don't have a colon mm-hmm. and people don't know what that means. So then I have to say, I, my small intestine comes out my, my stomach yeah. and the I, front of your yeah, stomach. and I have a ostomy bag, which is like a pouch that your output goes into. Yeah. And, and in the world today, mm-hmm. uh, there isn't a lot of information on pregnancy. So you started the journey basically as a trial. So, Okay. I started our pregnancy, quote unquote, pregnancy journey a year ago. Okay. So I went to see my doctor and I said, look, we're trying to get pregnant in about a year. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure my body's healthy because my blood work had come back weird from my GI. So I was working with my GI, my primary care, and my OB. Then I saw a high-risk doctor. And they were like, you're so stressed out. You cannot carry a baby. So it's like when I quit my job, blah, 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 started the podcast, here we are. So it's almost a year later mm-hmm. at the end of april ben and i were talking about it and i was like why are we waiting to have a kid like what are we doing yeah. he was like let's have a baby so i was like <laughs> yeah, oh my god this is it <laughs> i was at the end of my cycle so next cycle in may we were starting yeah and that was your first month my first month and what did you do to prepare for that what did you get i got it's called i don't know it's ovulation kit off yeah. amazon mm-hmm. so you're taking ovulation test yeah i read this book Holly suggested called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. Mm-hmm. So you learn to take your body basal temperature, check yep. your cervical fluid, all that fun stuff while taking these ovulation tests. Yeah. So you were learning a lot of information about your body. Yeah, I was. And I, I've been so regular with my 29-day period. Yeah. You were like hyper-focused. Yeah. You knew. I knew. Well, then I started tracking like ovulation days for this. And I don't think I ovulated till day 28. And normally I would have ovulated on day 15. Yeah. So as when you were trying to like, when you were starting like tracking, you're like, why am I not ovulating? Right? Yeah. I was like freaking out. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, guys, I mean, it was the middle of May. We were like pandemic. Black Lives Matter has started. There were riots, like crazy stuff going on. Our renters were having issues with like finances. And so it was just a lot. 
A lot. I think quarantine, I, everything. It just was, just a lot. It was a lot. Not the greatest month. I was like, we're out. Twenty twenty sucks. Twenty. Yeah. Now it doesn't, but it did then. In May, it, it did. Still kind of sucks. Well, we pushed. <laughs> I thought we were out of the month, and so like we were just whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I got. I kept taking my test strips like every few every few days, mm-hmm. and it peaked again. Yep. And so. Obvious. Your ovulation strips. My ovulation strips. It yep. peaked, so we, you know. And then... <laughs> we, you know. <laughs> it was... It was... I think I ovulated June 2nd. And I don't know if I just showed late on an HCG test. <gasps> or... I didn't even think of that. And you or, might have missed your ovulation earlier and 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 I was already pregnant. pregnant. And because ovulation test strips come are up positive, positive when you're for, pregnant. Yep. And so I don't and know. And they say to use those first because they're sensitive. They're sensitive. So I could have been pregnant this whole freaking time. That so makes we don't sense. know. That if, makes sense with your dates of when you started getting sick. Yes. And everything. It does. And like the sleeping thing. Because you got sick early. You were like three weeks and you're like, oh, I feel so sick. I was, and I was like, there's I didn't no start way. feeling sick till I was like six to nine weeks. Right. And now I'm already starting to not feel sick anymore. And, and you could be. Ten weeks. We don't know if I'm yeah, eight weeks or ten you, weeks. You could be even more towards the end of your first trimester. Right. We don't you know. Think. We'll find out on Monday. We'll find out on Monday. Which, which I just thought of this. You can um, decide. You can say yes or no to this. But yeah. I know you're finding out on Monday. We have pictures planned for next Wednesday night mm-hmm. for your announcement. Um, can we, for this episode, post a picture of you and Ben for yeah. your pregnancy announcement and be like, surprise, they're pregnant. Go listen to this podcast. Yeah. Cool. And we can just get one picture of Ben so he can have his own yes. picture on Instagram like we talked about. I'll, okay. do, I'll do some headshots for Ben. He needs some headshots anyways for LinkedIn. He's stuff. so cute. I'll do him some headshots. He doesn't have any hair anymore. I'll get him some good headshots. Okay. So... Um, this, I, I found out I was pregnant. So I went to the, my primary care for a regular checkup mm-hmm. on June 6th. Okay. She took her, I was like, I'm late. And she took a pregnancy test, was not pregnant on that. Mm-hmm. She was like, you're not pregnant. On that Friday, I was like. But it was a, it was not a blood test, just so you guys know. Yeah, it, it wasn't was a blood test. It was a pee test. And I have a history of not showing positive on a pee test for a long time. So anyway. That Friday. With your past miscarriages. With my past, yeah. yeah. So on Friday, I I was like, okay, well, according to when I thought I had ovulated on June 2nd, I should show positive. Now it was 10 days past ovulation. Mm-hmm. I've got air quotes going on here because we don't know yet. And, and that was positive. It was my first positive pregnancy test. And I was like, holy crap. I thought we were out. <laughs> I thought we were out. Like, oh my God. So I sit in the bathroom mm-hmm. and I start crying, like just like overwhelmed, unexpected. Call my sister on FaceTime and she's driving and she's like, I'll call you back. And I was like, no, no, you have to stay on the phone with me. Kristen, you are not hanging up. No. And she was like, you're so weird and she knew I mean obviously she knew Mm because like how do you not know so she pulls over gets in her house and like we look at it and she's like oh my god you're pregnant I was like oh my god I'm pregnant I'm like what's what are we gonna do so then what are we gonna do I have a husband in the next room yeah I proceed (laughs) before I go tell my husband I proceed to text my best friend Chandler a picture and she's like what is that what are you sending me a picture of and I was like what is that a positive ovulation test and a positive pregnancy test and she was like oh my god you're pregnant and I was like oh my god and then her mom texts me out of nowhere and so I obviously wow. told her. It was like eerie that yeah. Ava texted me. And if you guys know that we've talked about Chandler's mom in the past oh, and yeah. how we're like big, oddly close. Yeah, and how much of an impact she's been on Lindsay's yeah. life and stuff. So that's really cool that that happened. Well, then I called my mom, mm-hmm. which I told myself I wasn't going to do. Mm-hmm. But I just, you get in that moment, you're like, I just need my mommy. So I called my mom. My mom's you like, You do what you, what you, and what you were 
trained to do basically like yeah in your head like when you're a girl you automatically are like oh mom oh mom I need she's my mom. also I need a my nurse mom. like yeah. oh she's a damn good nurse yeah um give the woman whatever but she's a damn good nurse so I called her she's freaking out and I was like you know what I need to go tell my husband <laughs> you texted me did I, did I text you too yeah. before Ben? Okay, I I couldn't remember. I I know I texted so many people. It was early in the morning, so I go. I think I think you might have texted me the picture, and I wasn't even awake yet because I, I woke think so. up. I yeah. woke up to the text, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" I think that's what it was, and you <laughs> messaged me back after I'd told Ben. Okay, because I was like, I hadn't told. Okay, so I was. This was a good hour in the bathroom, just crying, overwhelmed. So I take the strips to Ben because I'm like, I need to tell him now. And he's, it's like 9 a.m. He's not awake yet. I hand it to him and he goes, what's this? And I was like, you, I knew the day before this, I think. I think we discussed this the day before. Yeah, because I asked you, how are you going to tell Ben? I don't remember. I think I knew the day before. I bet I didn't I know I was you pregnant in, the day Because I was like, I was like, go find a, oh, no, that was the same day. I asked you how you were going to tell Ben. And you, no, you did not, you had not told Ben yet. Okay, because so we were trying to figure time. out. It was we a were, long time in the bathroom. Because I said, how are you going to tell Ben? And I told you you should record it or something. I remember this conversation. I don't know. It was such a blur now because he like had the worst. I did talk to you about it because I was like, he's not going to. Re- yeah. He had the worst reaction. He was like, what's this? And I was like, this isn't a, a positive pregnancy test, but it was kind of really light. Yep. But so you're I like, just, it doesn't matter. It's still I awesome. wanted to be sure. So I took an ovulation test. If it showed positive, then I'm absolutely pregnant. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, okay. Surprise. And ben, I was like, you're going to be a daddy. I know. I was like, what? And he was like, and then hours later, he'd like come around and he was like hugging me and like so excited and whatever. But at first he was just so shocked. He was shocked. And I, I know that he wasn't going to have a good reaction, but I wanted this. Oh my God, we're pregnant. That's just not. But you ben. also have to think that Ben probably also didn't think this was going to happen in one month. No, either. we didn't. We didn't think this. And I had given myself like an hour, maybe two hours worth of shock in a bathroom yes. by myself. <laughs> and I was expecting him not to have a shock. Like yeah. that's not okay. So and it's fine, but he's so excited excited now and yeah um so that's how it started I called that week to make an appointment with an OB and I didn't have insurance so they called and canceled my appointment yeah so we're gonna talk more about healthcare and Lindsay's um experience so far when she first found out she was pregnant so you called them yeah I called you them. had no health insurance why no health insurance and I've been seeing all my doctors without health insurance just paying out of pocket which is fine here in North Carolina they have like so how often for your ostomy bag do you have to go to the doctor like um, like for per year for me. Okay. It's different for every estimate because some have more issues. Okay. I'm a really healthy person now. Okay. So I only have to see, I don't even have to see my GI unless I want to. I just have to have my blood work drawn every year. Okay. So you already have to deal with the health and health like industry often. Yeah. I see my primary care twice. I get a physical twice a year. You yeah, were told once. you were told last year when you first started trying that you were going to be a high risk pregnancy. So you were yeah. already mentally prepared, prepared for that. I knew what to do. You were read, you knew to call them early on as soon as you found out yep. because there's not a lot of pregnancy information on ostomy. Nope. Um, you've been seeing your doctor normal with no health insurance, paying out of pocket as of right now. Right. Didn't think it would be a problem at all. Mm-hmm. Call them. They canceled. They call me back to cancel my appointment because I don't have health insurance. And I'm like, and what? And okay. And I asked the lady, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm, and I'm, I knew at this point we were probably moving. Yeah. But I wasn't 100%. But I was like, okay, so we may be moving. I don't want to get health insurance just to see a doctor for two months. And she was like, okay. 
And then like we get off the phone. So I go into panic mode of trying to find another OB to see me. Because you know I'm you're high, high risk. risk. And you weren't saying to her, oh, I don't want to see a doctor. You're saying, why am I going to have my insurance pay for a doctor when I can pay out of pocket? Yeah. Perfectly fine. Yeah. I can pay you literally every time I come to the doctor. Yes. But I'm high risk. I know I'm going to be high risk and I need, I need to see somebody. I need my prenatal care. And so they basically denied it. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you can pay $5,000 out of pockets for your whole pregnancy care. And I was like, I'm leaving. I'm not going to pay you five grand. I'm leaving. Yeah. And they're like, okay. They didn't, nobody seemed to care. So I applied for Medicaid. I applied for what's called baby love here in North mm-hmm. Carolina. God denied for both because we make too much money. Oh, and we have a house. You can't have any property if you're going to apply for Medicaid. Oh. So I got approved. Previously, I'd been, um, I did the healthcare.gov insurance. Mm-hmm. And it was like $700 a month for an, a premium that was like, not a premium, but an out-of-pocket deductible or whatever that was, like eight grand. Not doing that. That's why I was paying out-of-pocket to see my doctors. Yeah. Reapplied as a pregnant person, it much better insurance. It's like $350 a month for regular insurance with a regular deductible. It's like regular. Yeah. And so, okay, got insurance. Where if some of you guys don't know, like insurance gets really confusing. I swear, until I entered the workforce, I didn't know much information about the healthcare system at all or no, different types of insurance. Does. So just so yeah. you guys are aware, since we're talking about these different types of health insurance plans, a high deductible is like, usually you pay like a lower amount once a month mm-hmm. um, for like for a year and you have to pay. So you'll still get bills in the mail for your um, like medical care and stuff like that. You have to pay those until you pay a specific amount of money. So ours a year is like $5,000 for the whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you looked, found one that was like $8,000 a year for just you. For just me. And when she says regular health insurance plan, she's talking about a low deductible plan, which is you pay more a month and you pay less. Like you, you could yeah. pay like a small copay when you go to the doctor. If there yeah, is a copay, a, sometimes there's not. It's a right now. So the one I'm on, it's still high deductible, but it's, it's copay. So okay. you would pay, you're paying the negotiated rate for like hospital stays, which is pretty typical with insurance. So you still have a deductible. But when I go see my OB it's now, a copay it's like $35. So it's, yeah, it's like a copay. So it, you're not getting bills in the mail. Mm-hmm. You're not having to pay that specific, those bills to meet that copayment thing. You're like, it's already like, you yeah. know, when you're going to the doctor, it's probably going to be between 25 to $50 a yeah. t- when you, you go there. You can look it up and see how much your yeah. doctor's going to be. Yeah. So it's like more regular insurance, like what you used to have before. Which is more common. Um, I think it's more common for people to have that type of insurance Mm -hmm. when they visit the doctor often um, versus when they don't visit the doctor often. They usually go for the deductible thing because it's just, it's basically paying out of pocket and it's easier. It's easier. So what I've started to do, because I realize insurance is a scam, especially the high deductible ones, is I do the math. So anytime I'm offered insurance, I do the math and say my worst case scenario was going to cost me more. Mm -hmm. I take the one, even if I'm paying more out of pocket, when I go see the doctor and I'm paying less in insurance, it just works out better for me to do the math. So I yep. do that every time. But anyway, so I got insurance, called them back, and they said that they weren't going to see me <laughs> till July. What was Tuesday? I'm um, not sure. It was the 7th. I got an appointment on... No, it was July 14th. I got an appointment on July 14th. So, Is that a Friday? No, it was a Tuesday. Oh. But it was an early pregnancy appointment. And the first... Um, ultrasound they could do like a real appointment is d- July 20th. So Which I, is Monday. I'm already either eight weeks or 10 weeks. You don't know. 
I don't know yet. And and you don't even know if you have a viable pregnancy, which is I, scary and yeah, sad I to say. But honestly, like you don't have proof. No, I don't have proof. Of you anything. didn't even do blood work. So I go to my appointment on the 14th mm-hmm. and the doctor. And the, let me say the receptionists that I dealt with were horrible. And I have dealt with a lot of nurses, a lot of receptionists. Lot of I'm not saying this yeah. lightly. I know that everything's really weird right now. But you're when you're dealing with pregnant women, well, pregnant let, high risk women. Let me go back to say like you <clears> may not be you may not have as many issues as ostomy. What? How do you say them in a group? What do you, what's the word you use? Ostomate. Ostomates. So you might not have issues like they do, but some of them are still seeing doctors. And I'm sure you've had yeah. years in the past where you're seeing doctors at least multiple times a month. Yeah. And so like you're dealing with lots of these people. Yes. I'm not, I'm not new to the healthcare yeah. system. Yeah. So I know that this is wrong <laughs> anyway. And so I'm, I'm telling them like, I'm pretty far along guys. Like I need to be seen. They're not helpful at all. Like, no, not helpful. So I finally get in and I take this early, um, early pregnancy appointment that you're supposed to see when you're like four or six weeks pregnant. Oh, God. And I, the lady, I go talk to her and she was like, when's your last period? And I was like, May 6th, blah, blah, blah. She's like, why have you not seen somebody yet? And I was like, I tried to call. She was, and she's looking through my file and she's like, oh, I see that. And she's like, you ended up in urgent care because you were dehydrated. And I was like, Yes, I tried to call about it. No one gave me any help. What was I supposed to do? She was like, okay. So she was like, well, I see here that you already are a patient of the high risk team. Why have you not already had an appointment with them? I said, I called and they wouldn't see me because I hadn't seen my OB yet. And she was like, are you serious? And I was like, yes, that's why I took this appointment. Because you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. And she was, I'm really disappointed that you haven't already had an an ultrasound and I looked at her straight face and I said me too (laughs) yes me too what are you talking about like I know I need care and I haven't gotten any and I'm just and I told her I was like I've been really upset about this because I am already having problems yeah and she was like okay well if there was anyone here today to do an ultrasound I would keep you all day and I was like I appreciate that she said when you check out see if any see if there's anything I can do to get you in this week for an ultrasound so I go talk to the receptionist Mm -hmm. And the receptionist is like, no, you have one on Monday. Can't you wait? It's like, it's not you requesting the appointment. It's the freaking physician requesting the appointment. And I said, well, I said the doctor asked me if I could ask you. To move up your appointment. Yeah. And I was like, is there any way you can work me? And she was like, no. And I said, okay, that's fine. Whatever. I'll just see you on Monday. And she said, well, would you travel to another location? I was like, absolutely. I will go however you want. You got something today. I'm on my way. She goes, click, click. No, we don't have anything. Okay, that's fine. I'm so dis. I like do not like this girl. It's the same girl that's been like telling me that if I can't keep liquids, y'all. Okay, I have an issue with dehydration. Yes. In early pregnancy, you pee a lot. Yeah, and ostomy, you have that that problem. Yeah, I already have it. Summer, it just kind of all hit me at once. And I told them like, hey, I'm having a problem with hydration. They responded back to me with, um, because you can email your doctor. Mm-hmm. But the nurses responded back to me and they said, if you're having a problem keeping liquids down you should go to the emergency room. And I was like, I'm not having a problem keeping liquids down. I can't keep liquids in. Yeah. But I got an, I got an IV and I haven't had an issue since. All I needed was an IV. You just needed a boost, a high, like an hydration yep. boost to get your body back on track to, so that yes. it could get back on normal. Yes. It just, I needed, when you drink liquids, it takes, your body takes water to digest yep. water. If you don't have any water, it just goes through you. Yeah. So I needed water in my system. I'm fine now. I haven't had any issues. 
but she didn't even take my blood work. She didn't have me pee in a cup, like nothing. Um, but she did ask me some questions that are pretty like thorough. And she was like, you seem pretty healthy. Like you seem like everything's fine. Your nausea is a good sign. That's you haven't good. had any spotting. Your cramping's gone away. She's like, you see, you look really good. That's good. And she got me an appointment with the high risk doctors. Mm-hmm. So I see them on Tuesday. So, I so where on Monday. is your high risk doctor at? It's um, here in Raleigh. Where? But we're doing it virtual. Because they won't, they don't, even though I've already had an, oh God, this is so annoying. Even though I've already had a consultant with them, like a consultation, I have, have to have another, another one. one before they'll address anything. So where are they actually located? I'm asking where your high-risk doctor is. I don't know. I can't remember. Is it in the Andrews building in Wake Med? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Mm. It's been a year. But I already, so I'm moving to Tennessee, so I'm, I've already got a high-risk doctor that I want to work with. She's worked with some of my friends that have ostomates and had babies cool um so i've got her name got the you're supposed to print that off for me i'll print it out before you leave okay the referral paperwork that i'll have the doctor fill out and send in so i should already have an appointment then in september like when you move there when i move there but i already have an appointment with an ob in tennessee that's also part of the same group as the high risk doctor and i all i did was call yeah (laughs) that's it i just called and said hey I'm I need moving an appointment. to Tennessee. Yeah. I need an appointment. This is how many weeks long I am. Can, you know, can, what's your first This is when I'll be, yeah. yeah, like this is how many weeks I'll be then. I the need first an week of September, no problem. They'll see me with or without insurance. I That's asked. insane. Yeah. I'm, I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so mad. I thought this was going to be easy here and it wasn't. It's, yeah. It's been a nightmare and I'm uh, honestly like scared to go on Monday I feel like everything's fine, yeah. but I have no proof. And it's like your nerves don't settle until you have proof. Yep. I know. <clears throat> Been there, done that. Um, so I have my own issues with the healthcare system. Um, but it also has to do with like my growing up and like situations I've dealt with and things like that. Yeah. Um, Before you start. Yeah. Tell us about like, so I've had a lot of experience with the healthcare system. Wait, so... Yeah. Let me let me wrap up real fast on your story about healthcare and stuff that you are currently either between eight and ten weeks. We aren't one hundred percent sure. No, we don't know. You have your ultrasound on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, this will happen. You guys don't know about this will be after it happens anyways. But we're gonna do announcement pictures on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, and then this will be out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Not next Wednesday. The Wednesday after. It'll be out the 29th. Yeah. So cool. Um, but yeah, Lindsay's pregnant. She's already dealing with issues. We're hoping it gets better soon. Yeah. I'm just kind of mind blown because I know some tests that have to be done before 12 weeks. (laughs) Sucks for me. I don't know. They didn't, they don't seem to care is the thing. Which is so insane to me. Like I had to get in. It's like that blood work thing that the blood work with early gender you had to do with like with chromosomes and stuff like that. You have to do it. There's a specific ultrasound before 12 weeks where you check the skin behind the neck to make sure like check for Down syndrome and other abnormalities and all kinds of other stuff that you you need to get your blood work done. Nothing. You have all kinds of stuff that you need done. No, nothing's done. But here's the, the weird thing. I asked since my appointment wasn't going to be till so far mm-hmm. into my pregnancy. I asked if I could go ahead and have my blood work done. They told me no. And Why? I sent back a really, really firmly worded email saying that this has been the worst care I've ever dealt with. And I've been a patient for like a long time. 
And yeah. I was like, this- did they reply back to you? Yeah, they, they gave me that early pregnancy appointment. After I'm not oh, an early pregnancy So you anymore. just went in there for nothing. And I didn't even get blood work. So frustrating. And I was like, I asked him, I was like, is there, a, I've had every other doctor pull blood work for me. Is there a reason that I can't have it done? And they were like, they didn't ever, they never addressed it. So I'm just mad. Did you, have you ever, has anybody ever um, denied you specific health thing, like getting your blood drawn and you said, great, put it in my chart that like you refused to treat me? No, but I, I, I did ask. It's now in my record. Could those emails go on your record? So I said in my very firmly worded email that I've never had this before. I asked the reason why. And mm-hmm. I wanted it. I did say I want this noted that I asked for this and you're refusing me. Yeah. And they just didn't respond. I mean, they said they gave me that early pregnancy appointment, but she didn't draw any blood work. She didn't send me anywhere for anything. So I'm so confused. But the, it was a waste of time. It was a waste of time for me to go. Except to reaffirm that I should have seen been seen earlier. Yeah. And the reason that I'm not like. Well, what pisses me off more is that doctor that you saw or, or nurse practitioner, whoever you saw, did not help you, did not give you that. She was really nice. She was an advocate for you, though. She should have came out there and been like, hey, guys, we need to get her in like this week. I don't know. They don't change something around. They don't care. And they keep telling me they're seeing less patients because of COVID. And I'm like, that's fine. You can see less patients. But why? Because they're pregnant. It's not like your regular office seeing what, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're seeing pregnant women. There's like, you're a ticking time bomb. Yeah. It has to be this, seen. Yeah. This isn't like a, this isn't whatever, like a surgery that you're opting to do. This is a, yes. like, <laughs> this is not a, oh shit, like medical conditioning that can wait. It progresses within time. Yeah, and, it, and it's like, if what if this was eptopic? And I don't think it is because my cramping No, stopped. but still. We would have already known by now if it was going to. Yeah, but still. I know, exactly. Exactly. What if I didn't know I needed to, what if I didn't know that I was dehydrated? I would have been in the ER and probably lost my baby. Like, yeah. I just, there's so many things wrong with it. And it's just like, I am not crying the wolf. I am high risk. I already am having problems. Why am I having to fight so hard to be seen by my OB. Yeah. Oh, and they won't even let me see my OB. I have to see every Everybody. other person yeah. in the practice before I, like, you, you see your... See, yeah, yeah, yours. And I'm like, okay, but I'm moving, and I really want to see my doctor. In Tennessee, you see the same doctor. Yeah. In New Jersey, you saw the same doctor. In Delaware, you see the same doctor. And, and they tell you, like, you may... There's no guarantee your doctor's going to be in the room. Yeah. But I'm seeing my doctor. I'm seeing... I've had times where, like, they're like, oh, hey, your doctor isn't available for, like, that time. Can yeah. you see so-and-so instead? I'm like, yeah, sure. But it's my choice. Yes. And they may introduce you to the other doctors to say, like, this person is my backup. Like, we... Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just better... And I was looking online, and they say... I was this thing about the worst. You can also look like most of the time when you're towards your due date, you can ask who is on call for what week. So you can look and you can kind of get, you can book your next weekly appointments with those doctors. So you can kind of just meet them and get to know them and like have them familiar with you. Exactly. I did that with all my pregnancies. But Tennessee is supposed to be one of the worst states for maternal care. Really? Yeah, I know. And I'm shocked because the care I've already received in Tennessee is so much better than North Carolina. What's happening here? And I'm just like, I'm North not Carolina healthcare. Healthcare is 100% a business in North Carolina. I've never felt that more in any other state than this state so far. Yeah. And it's supposed to be one of the best. Yeah. Which is insane. No, it's clearly not yeah. better because they won't even see people who can't afford health insurance, but make too much money to have Medicare. Yeah. 
Um, so I have my <coughs> fair share of health issues that I've had to deal with while pregnant and just not pregnant and dealing with North Carolina, um, like medical too. Um, mm-hmm. I was, my whole pregnancy was well with Wells. I moved here. No, it was my whole pregnancy with Wells. I got pregnant in North Carolina, um, mm-hmm. was completely here. So I went through a whole pregnancy in North Carolina too. Um, who is your OB? It's Wake Med in Cary. Oh, I've always heard great things about them. I'm surprised. Yeah, me too. I'm very shocked. Yeah, me. Um, yeah, of course, I'm. Sh- I'm. I've had. I had off. shitty. I had shitty prenatal very beginning too, but it was at a different um, practice. It was by Rex. It was called Atrium or something, but it was a shitty practice too. And everybody, it was like highly recommended. I even had relatives go there and highly recommend it to me. They clearly and, don't know what good care is. Yeah, no, I did not have good care there at all. I didn't have good care with um my pregnancy with wells until i was about 20 weeks pregnant because i had this weird bizarre thing called um icp which is something cholestasis a pregnancy i don't even know it's it's a weird condition but it's it's very serious and i didn't have nobody would take me seriously and I just kept fighting and fighting and fighting and finally I found one doctor in a whole practice that would like listen to me and that just like changed everything yeah so that was good but I'm done having babies so I don't have any (laughs) um issues with the healthcare system with that but I do with mental health and I'll kind of go back a little bit of my backstory with my mental health and how um how long I've had it, how I figured out I had mental health issues, what mental health issues I have, how I deal with them, and what I'm doing from here on out, basically. Um, So growing up, I never, now that I'm older and I kind of have a bigger picture of what's possibly going on, because I currently don't have answers either. So me and Lindsay will both update you guys (laughs) on how our, our, situations go. Um, but growing up, I didn't have a really good time at school. I had some issues with learning and paying attention. And from as early on as third grade, I remember being like, my parents would be called into the school. My, I would sit there, my parents would look at me and my teacher was looking at me and they'd be like, why aren't you doing your homework? You have this giant pile of homework and schoolwork that's just not completed. And everybody else is like, this is like two months worth of work that you just haven't turned in, haven't done, um, just don't care about. And why is everybody else in your class doing this, but you're not? I remember I was, I was taken to, um, a doctor to get glasses because they were like, oh, she can't see the work, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I just never, from the time of third grade that happened every year until I was in like middle school until like my, until Really, I'm sure. I don't know. Do, do parents go to teacher conferences in high school? Mm-mm. Yeah, I feel I like they don't. So. I feel like it's more like an email correspondence at that point. Because yeah. like you're you're a high schooler, like you should know what you're doing. You're like a mini adult. Yeah, yeah you're a mini adult. So up until I was in high school, um, I did that, and it was not uncommon for me to come home with D's and F's on my report card. And I remember like my best friend would be grounded if she had a C on her report card. Yeah. I would have nothing happen to me with a, with an F on my report card. It was like no big deal. Um, and it wasn't like no, like no repercussions, no, um, con- like 
what is the word I'm trying to think of? Consequences? Nothing. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, you're grounded for like a week. But then it was like, after three days, I really wasn't grounded anymore. And I know I was super spoiled. And that was another part of it. Yeah. But I also had a really hard time at school and I didn't know how to explain it to somebody. I was in third grade. And from third, when you're just told that, like when you don't, when your parent isn't like, hey, this is what's going on. We need to do this to change to make your school better. And they don't get it either. It doesn't ever change. So I dropped out of school. I don't know if anybody knows that. I don't know if I didn't know that. You didn't know that the other day when I told you? No. Oh my gosh. I dropped out of high school when I was 16. Um, The second I got my driver's license, I started skipping school a lot. My parents were recently divorced. Um, They divorced when I was in eighth grade. So this was my sophomore year, like two or three years later. I knew you dropped out and got your GED. I thought you did it your senior year. No. I didn't know you did it at 15. Yeah, I was 16. I had just got my license. So as soon as I had a car and a license, I was just like, I'm gone. (laughs) And I was at the point where like I was forging notes and stuff to my like principals to like get out of class and to leave school early. And sometimes I'd just walk out of the school and leave and not tell anybody. And you were and you would have been admired. You'd have been labeled as a bad kid. I was bad. I was a bad kid. But you weren't a bad kid because you were a bad kid. You were bad I, because... I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was going to sit at the park and hang out by myself. Yeah, you couldn't pay attention. It, yeah. You were struggling. So that's the thing is yeah. I have come to the conclusion now being a 28-year-old, almost 29-year-old adult woman and having children and going through the healthcare system. Um, when I turned 16, I had my first panic attack. And I want to I want to like what is the word I want to like do we're like I want you guys to know that like my dad is an angel of a person like he is like would do anything for anybody and stuff but growing up mental health was not a known thing for our parents, they were, it was like a hush-hush thing. You don't stigma. talk about it. There was a huge stigma on it. People don't talk about it. If you had mental health issues, you were just flat out crazy. And like growing up, when you think, when you're in the early 90s and stuff, and even in the late 90s, when you're listening to that and thinking like, oh, if you have any, if you're crazy, you're just crazy. You belong in a mental hospital. Like you're crazy. Then you you also get afraid to like tell your feelings and things that are happening and stuff like that. Um, I grew up fully thinking that like I just couldn't do this schoolwork. That like I just was not smart enough for this schoolwork. It was okay. I accepted it. I just didn't understand it. It's because it, I couldn't take in the information because I could not pay attention whatsoever. I got bored so easily. And I want people to realize that I was not hyper. I was your normal kid. I was yeah, actually pretty quiet when I was little. You're not a hyper person. You're like super chill. I'm not a hyper person whatsoever. And I just could not pay attention whatsoever. Yeah. Because like I would be daydreaming. I'd be picking out my fingers. I'd be twirling my hair. I don't know if any of you guys know me in person. But if you spend a day with me with my hair down, I am a hair twirler. Both my girls now twirl their hair just because I do it so much. Then they just picked up on it. Um, because- I've never even noticed. You haven't noticed? Oh, I do it all the time. Mm. I also don't wear my hair down that often. That's true. And if I do, it's usually curly, and then I won't. So if I curl it, I won't twirl it sometimes. If I if it's just down, like, straight out of the shower or flat ironed or anything, it yeah. is in my fingers. 
especially if I'm like trying to fall asleep Mm -hmm. or if I'm like concentrating on something, I'm twirling my hair. It's, I've done it my whole life. Um, but I've literally like from the time that I can remember, I've done that. Like I have flashbacks driving in the car to preschool, twirling my hair because my hair was so long to my butt that I've just always twirled my hair. It was like a comfort thing. And I think it's like a mechanism that people do to like, get their mind to like focus on something like it's almost like having them pay attention to something um so I do that a lot and I do a lot of other things I'm super super forgetful um I have like really high energy like I will wake up in like a full rage with so much energy like I'm just like pissed at the world because I just have like all this rage but my body has no motivation whatsoever and then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, let's get this, this, and this done. And I make this whole list of things to do at home. And I'll get like, I'll switch the laundry once and I'll load the dishwasher and I'll vacuum the house. And then I'll be like, oh, I need a break because I've used all of my energy up so far. And so then I'll sit down and I'll get my 20 minute break. But then my phone will catch my eyes or something else that is least important. And that will just take over my entire day. And I'll just completely forget about everything. It's not even me being lazy, not doing it. I just forget to do those things because I'm so caught up on stupid shit that I shouldn't be putting my focus on. But it just captures my focus and I can't change my focus. Okay. Um, So what would you call this? This is ADD. (laughs) So I have... um, Basically self-diagnosed myself. I know, because there's no, you had no option as a kid. I had no option, because when I was 16, I had my first panic attack. I drove myself to the hospital. They gave me some kind of antidepressant or anxiety medicine, and my dad said, hey, you're not crazy. You don't need that. So in my head, any type of mental health issues, people just think you're crazy. Now, let me stop you there, and I want to clarify. doesn't make your dad a bad dad. My dad's also the best dad yeah. in the world, and I, he also told me when I first started taking medication that I didn't need it. Yeah. And I, at the time, didn't need that, but I do need anxiety meds. Yeah, and so I, I, I'm trying to think. Where was I at? I'm, I'm sorry. So- No, it's okay. So I was 16. I took myself to the doctor for the first time. I actually drove myself to the emergency room because I was having a panic attack. I thought I was dying. Obviously, I was not. Yeah. Um, But it's really scary. Yeah. They got me on medicine. Everything was good. Everything was fine. Um, I I have been on and off anxiety and anti-depression medicine since then. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, here's Zoloft. Here's Lexapro. Here's Xanax. Like, here's this. Here's that. And like those things I'm like taking and I'm getting to like six months of taking them where I'm like, I should feel better. Why can I not pay attention? Why can I not do this? And another thing that it makes me laugh hysterically, I found all of this information on TikTok, which is mind blowing. But the funniest thing is like, they started saying like all these symptoms and stuff. And they're like, are you told that you're too loud? (laughs) And I just died laughing. Yes. Because that is literally what people tell me. I have been told from weddings that like, I had a couple not book me because I've had a couple not book me because I, I had a couple, they were a same sex couple. I was so excited about it. It was a male couple. I really, really, really wanted it. I was giving, he was a friend of mine and I was giving him a super low discount. I was like, I want this on my portfolio. I want to do this wedding. I need this content. Um, I love this. Please let me shoot your wedding like for pennies, basically. Like I want this. And I had previously shot his sister's wedding he loved me his fiance said I was too loud and too rude and it's not like I 
I have gotten that my entire life. My entire oh life. Oh my God, I would cry. You're too loud. You're too rude. Like you're too blunt. You're too, you're too much. And it's like, but I'm so, the thing is like, it's funny because you're like, you're so chill and I am, but I am loud. I mean, I know you're loud. Me, we're, that's what I loved about you doing my wedding. Yeah. I Is that you take control, but I no, do. I take control. I'm very loud people. and I have, but I, <laughs> I don't understand, like, in my head, I want people to realize if you've ever met me in the past or you're going to meet me in the future and you are like, wow, this girl is loud, I can't be quiet because I will lose attention span because I literally just now realized in the car, so if you're talking to me Mm -hmm. and I'm not talking, like, if we're not going back and forth and, like, talking and stuff, I will zone out and not hear anything you're saying. Oh, my God, I do that, but not to this extent. Like, I do, do you notice when I do it, though? Because I do it all no. the time. And then I realize that I'm doing it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so rude right now. Like, I just completely ignored everything, and now I can't even continue the conversation because I don't know what the last four things they said about the conversation were. <laughs> That's hilarious, Candace. And I, that then, must be say something about me because I don't, I don't know. And then it happened to us the other day in the car. I was like, I think Lindsay, I was like, Lindsay probably thinks I'm such a bitch right now. I have now. no idea but what I'm like, talking about. I could not, I just like I couldn't get my focus. I was driving. I was focusing on that. I could not focus myself to a specific conversation we were having. Oh and no! Then, you know what? Like, I do have to later. bring you back. I have okay. to bring you back to conversations all the time. Yeah, you have you to bring what? me I, back. Yeah, because it's. I always just thought it's because you were thinking of something else. No, it's just because like I. It's mm. just like silence to like I don't even hear you anymore. Never even. I never even took offense to it. I just I, didn't. But people do, care. and so when I'm quiet, I feel like people think I'm ignoring them or yeah. I'm rude or something like that, and then I'm like bitchy and then I'm not like social. When honestly, like I can't even pay attention to you if I'm not. Yeah. Like that makes sense. If I'm not having a conversation with you and I'm in it and like we're going back and forth and both in it, I can't pay attention to okay, you. Okay. So TikTok, your loud check. What was second? Oh, there's, can, I'm just going to play it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to play it for you guys. You guys can just hear the background music. Hold on. Because it's connected with um, Bluetooth on my phone. So I'll say yes to everything that it says. I sent it to my best friend the other day. So here it is. You guys ready? ADD check. All right, this is put a finger down, but ADHD or ADD edition. Put a finger down if you pick at your fingers in any way. Yes. Put a finger down if you pull on your skin or rub your face when you're concentrating. Yes, my hair. Put a finger hair. down if you have more than four tabs open on a laptop at all times. Yes. Okay, yeah, Put I a do finger that. down if you have one or more squishies or stress balls. I don't because I never thought put of this. Put a finger down if you put something somewhere, leave the room, and come back and forget where you put it. Every day, multiple times a day. Put a, a finger day. down if you get attached to random objects in your house. Yes. Put a finger down if you randomly scratch your head, ruffle your hair, or mess with your hair when you're concentrating. Yes. Put a finger down if you have to look away from a person when they're speaking to no, you. No, I have to look directly at out. them. I do have Put to look away. Put a finger down if you're an comes. organized mess. Yes. Put a finger down if you've ever started an episode of a show and just immediately stop. I'm watching like five different fan. series right now because I can't concentrate. Down if you're known as the loud one in the group. Yup. <laughs> And just, like, things like that where, like, it's almost like a hit in your face. Like, here's the information that you've been trying to figure out your whole life. Doctors, you're telling all of your doctors these symptoms, symptoms, symptoms. This is what's happening to me. Yeah. This is what's going on. 
what is wrong with me? How can I fix it? What medication do I need to take to fix it? And it's, you're depressed. Take some anxiety medicine. Go for a walk. Wait, it's like, I have three kids. You don't think I'm going for a walk? How did that How did that end? Because it just... That's it. You just put fingers down. And it, like, shows you. There's 10 of them. And it's like, you do that. And it's like, oh, you have all of those things. Like, you probably have ADD. So Does it something, say it on the thing? Yes, it, it says, says it on, on the okay. thing. It says ADD check. And so, like... Oh, I see. Yeah, so you do it. And so... I watched, it wasn't that exact one. I was randomly scrolling, saw a random video, didn't even realize what it was. And it just said, start, starts like popping up. It's like, if you have, do you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this? This, this. And it was like 12 things. And I was like, it's about to say anxiety. You have anxiety. And instead it said, you have ADD. And I was like, what? Like, no, I don't like and then I started scrolling more and then like another one would pop up mm-hmm. and it would be like, you have this symptom, this symptom, this symptom, this, 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 this. And I'm like, it's going to be the anxiety or depression one. Cause like all these kids are like yeah. talking about anxiety and depression. Yeah. ADD. And I'm like, what? And then it would be like another one. It would come up for anxiety and it'd be like this, 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 or depression, this, this, this. And I'm like, no. And it would be that. And then there'd be another one. And it just kept going. More ADD videos because I'm like liking these videos because I yeah. because they make sense to me. Yeah. And so that even more are coming up. And I'm just like, wait a second. This all makes really good sense. Like this makes sense to me. Like I don't feel crazy right now. Like this is like a light bulb going off in yeah. my head. So then I start Googling and I'm going to like the Mayo Clinic and like like reputable yeah. places where like I'm finding out information about these like different like disorders and things. And I'm reading all this and then I'm like I Google this like at home ADD test, which I know you can't take fully seriously, but it gives you an idea. It, it, it gives you a guide. I had nine out of ten. Jeez. And I'm just like I no, do I sit here and bounce my leg around? No, because I I'm not hyper. You don't do have I, the hyper. Do I have activity. a squeeze ball where I feel like I need to touch something all the time? No. Do I feel like I need something in my mouth all the time? Probably because I'm addicted to crap. But like other than that, like all the other ADD symptoms and signs mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like whoa. whoa. Yeah. That's my issue. And then I started taking notes every day. If I could think, if I did something that I was like, I, why do I do this? Like I freaking, hold on, we'll just, we have, I have a little tidbit for, we'll talk about it in the next episode, but I'll tell you at the end. Um, but, um, I will, I just completely went blank. What was I talking about? You're taking notes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Lost attention. So I You're started welcome. taking notes. <laughs> I started taking notes every day. If anything would that I would do that I was like, wait, why do I do that? Yeah. Or hey, I lost. I lost this. I need to write that as a note. Or I'm feeling this way right now. I need to write this down because I think you told me to do that. I think you were like. Because, yeah, I did tell you to do that because I also thought you had anxiety. Yeah, you're like, you need to write everything down because I do have a doctor's appointment, guys, and I'll get into that. But you had said, like, you need to write all this down so you don't forget anything and you can go over yep. it and it's so much easier. So now I just have a a huge ass page of just symptoms, things that have happened to me that like are eye-opening, things yeah. that make me feel a specific way, all kinds of stuff. I've just been taking notes for the last two weeks and it's just getting the notes out there. It's like a freaking like fog has just like gone away and I'm 
And I'm like, mind blown because I've literally dealt with all of these issues for as long as I know from as early as third grade that I can recall. And I, nobody ever, ever thought like to do something about it, which they might not have even realized what was going on. But even when I started like going to the doctor myself being like, hey, these are my symptoms. This is what's happening. This is what's going on. I need help. And I felt like, I have just been thrown an antidepressant and anxiety pill in my lap because it's easy. And they're like, here you go. Now go away. But I feel like that's what doctors do with everything though. When I first started going, when I first got sick, they were like, no, you're depressed. There's nothing wrong with you. They gave me anxiety medication that not, no antidepressants. Those same antidepressants ended me up in the hospital four years later with hallucinations. I'm not depressed. You're not depressed. You have something else. I know. And And that's why I'm like, I'm not depressed. I'm happy. I have a great life. My husband loves me. My kids are normal ass kids that do normal ass kid shit, but are pretty much pretty well behaved. Yeah, they're pretty well behaved and they're good. And they're they're not troublemakers. Mm -mm. They break 65 inch TVs, but sometimes all kids do. But (laughs) but I'm saying like they don't they're not being awful kids they make mistakes like normal kids and I live in a nice home Mm -hmm. and I have a good life I have a business I have friends like I have all this stuff so why are all of these things crippling to me and why do I feel like I don't have my shit together and I can't pay attention and I can't live my life like it's so insane to me all of the things that could literally years ago could have been taken care of but weren't and we had had that discussion me and you personally along like and we'll keep that conversation personal personal. but like I've had, and like, so now I'm at this spot where I'm like, wow. So Lindsay has um, told me about her doctor. My that primary she, care. That yeah, I'm her, obsessed with. She's obsessed with her primary care doctor. Yeah. She's literally like a block away from my house. She really is. When I come uh, to see her, I'm like, I should just go to Candace's house, but I can't just show up unannounced. Yeah, yes, you could. You could totally come to my house unannounced, whatever you wanted. Um, <laughs> but um, I have a doctor's appointment with her on the 30th. I'm very, very excited about it. I'm very, very nervous about it. Because if you guys have ever thought this way, I want you to know that you're not alone. Because I have thought this way my entire life. If you go inside somewhere and you're talking to a doctor and you're completely honest with them about what you do and how you feel and the symptoms you have, I promise they're not going to throw you in a mental hospital. Like, I've always been terrified. <laughs> they're not. Because no. I honestly thought, I was like, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to tell them, hey, I I have all of these problems and I feel like I am freaking crazy help me I feel crazy 24 7 I honestly thought they would take my kid away that they would lock me up like honestly and I'm sure there's so many other people who need help who feel those same way and I want them to know like don't feel that anyway I'm at the point now where I just I need to feel better I'm gonna do what I need to do to feel better um and that first step is to find a good doctor yes that will listen to me I know Lindsay knows her health care and knows I know she would not recommend anybody to me that she did not absolutely love and trust herself so I'm excited to see her and see where we're going to go from there. I know she'll most likely um, refer me to a psychiatrist, which I know I need, um, which I know I need. And I'm sure that'll help with grief and stuff with my brother's death and everything. I'm just ready for all of it to just like, 
I'm ready to pack it all up and to deal with it all. Sometimes, though, well, I'll say this, two things. Sometimes the psychiatrists, they don't necessarily unpack your stuff. If, if you're fine and you don't want to unpack it, but you need medication, they'll talk to you about that and move on. Yeah, and I'm at the point, though, where I know I need medication. I probably need more than that, too. Yeah, they will go further. If you want to, yeah. they will, but don't be surprised if you're just, like, worried. If that's what's stopping you from seeing a psychiatrist is you don't want to unpack your drama or your trauma or whatever. Yeah, they they're okay with not they're hearing a it. Lot, a great psychiatrist won't make you cool they, they'll they'll do what you're comfortable with if you need medication for whatever reason they'll let you figure out what's right for you and go with you on that journey that's yeah a so good i don't doctor. know i don't know anything i mean i know a lot about anxiety medicine medicine how it makes yeah. me feel i know a lot about antidepressant and mm-hmm. stuff like that and how that makes me feel they'll also draw your blood work that's pretty common you always want a doctor that's going to pull your blood work cool um so <laughs> i also don't know what kind of medications look like when you're on add or what types that there are and yeah, what there is either. so i'm not sure what we're going into and what we're looking at and how it's going to help me and what necessarily I need Mm -hmm. to help myself heal and get better and figure out all my mental health issues. But I'm very excited to do so. And I'll keep y'all posted since that is happening on July 30th. And I've got one other thing I would say about doctors. If you are having any issue, I know Candice was just saying like, if you, like she was nervous to tell a doctor the truth, any good doctor If on your first consultation you're feeling judged for anything you say, don't ever see them again. Like, don't go to a doctor that's going to judge you because a good doctor won't. Yeah. But a good doctor will also listen to you whether you you have taken any kind of drugs, whether, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. They want to know because if they don't know the full truth, they can't help you. Yeah. If they only know half the truth, they may give you the wrong stuff. Yeah, if you're eating THC gummies, tell them. Like, because, like, I'm telling them what I do. Like, I'm telling them about all of the, like cannabis uses that like I have partaked in like gummies and such like that um and I'm gonna be honest completely because I don't know what's going to and I want to feel better and like I want and and the thing is I've been afraid to tell somebody that yeah because because they'll judge you or they judge you or they they like tell on you somehow like I don't even know that's my friend I'm like oh you can't I've always been nervous to like go ask for help because I was raised to think that everybody's just kind of out to get you and everybody's going to tell on yeah. you and, and it's a some, secret and it's not okay. Well, the doctors, it's illegal for them to go tell on you unless you like murdered somebody and you've told them that. Yeah. But if, if you're just doing drugs, like they can't tell on you for that. So don't feel worried about that. However, a good doctor will go, they'll, they'll work with you. Like they want to know the full truth and they want you to get better because yeah. that's a, that's their job. That's their job. That's like what they're there to do. Yeah. So I'm excited for you to see her. I know. And so next podcast, you guys will get an update, um, um, possibly an update on Lindsay's health, maybe not my health yet, but I will definitely update my health too in the future mm-hmm. after my appointment and stuff. Um, but yeah, I want to hear if any of you, actually, I'm going to do a little shout out to a listener, a specific listener I know who has dealt with a lot of healthcare issues right now. Um just of it being like stupid expensive and like dumb. So um, Bridget listens to our podcast and she loves it and she wants to be on it really bad. So Bridget, you need to come on it and give us all of your healthcare rants too. Yes. Um, And I know she's feeling rough right now because she had um, like an injury that she needs to get fixed and has having issues with it. Um, Sorry. But um, yeah. So if anybody else wants to share their stories with us, feel free to come over to our Instagram and share all of your 
healthcare stories of pros and cons. Things yeah, that, pros and cons. There yeah, are good doctors. Yeah, things that have happened that were out of this world because, like, when Maya was born, my OB sang happy birthday when during her cesarean as he was pulling her out, which I freaking love. That's hilarious. Yeah, and I have it recorded. So I freaking love it. Um, like, those over-the-top, like, great providers like definitely give them a shout out too yeah but um if you also want to get off some just ranting off your chest we're here to listen as well so thanks for listening guys um thanks for coming to hang out and make sure you follow our instagram see you next week bye guys bye